drop. Welcome to a very special holiday Be Kind Rewind, old-timey Christmas holiday special extravaganza and New Year's celebration. Snowed in at the Eavesdrop Studio Christmas holiday special featuring Joey Maxi, Eric Cole, Jeremiah Campbell, Brett Battostain, and special guests Mr. T, Olympic darling Mary Lou Retton, Funny Man Yakov Smirnov, The Del Rubio Triplets, TV Skipper and Gilligan, with George Wendt as Santa Claus, Jefferson Starship, Paul Lind, and many, many more. So welcome to the All-Star Holiday Christmas Special and New Year's Celebration. A Rocky Mountain Christmas in Connecticut Holiday Christmas and New Year's Celebration Extravaganza Holiday Special. <sighs> Welcome to the Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> Welcome everybody. We're having a Christmas party. What kind of budget does this show have for all those, all those guest stars? Cards subject to change. I'd be surprised. <laughs> it is a cavalcade star. You just wanted me to say that word. <laughs> The Del Rubio triplets. The Del Rubio triplets. <laughs> yeah, I was talking like Don Pardo for like two days about all the funny people, all the people that be on this show. The Fat Boys. <laughs> Live via satellite, Attorney General C. Everett Coop. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Be Kind Rewind. We are having a, a special Christmas party slash New Year's Eve celebration. And we are talking about... The Santa Claus Three. Uh, thankfully, the third and final <laughs> entry into uh, the Tim Allen Santa Claus saga. Uh, quite a film. Uh, a little bit to unpack here as far as uh, Christmas movies go. <clears throat> this was actually a hard one to pin down as far as what Christmas movie that we wanted to cover uh, for this uh, for this episode. You know, we did the Star Wars holiday special. A couple weeks ago and it got me thinking it's like hmm what really are some really terrible christmas movies and the first one that came to mind was kurt cameron's saving christmas which was a 2014 uh christian movie that, that 2014 2014 is when he made this movie that recent yeah that recent jeez yeah and because all these terrible people are trying to steal christmas from the christians and I, like I've said before, it's like, I don't remember when we started this war on Christmas. Like, why would we do a fool thing like that? <laughs> and besides that, there is no war. Like, no. do Jewish kids get two weeks off for Hanukkah? <laughs> no. No. And if anything, they need it because their celebration is eight days long. Exactly. You ever hear the, 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 the uh, Christmas time for the Jews from SNL? Possibly. Yeah, that's a good song. I love that song. So with me today, we've got Eric Cole, Jeremiah Campbell, uh, Brett is here, and we might have some surprise guests come knocking on the door, so uh, I'm excited. So let's get right into the meat and potatoes. And we, oh, before we go tonight, we will have a New Year's Eve countdown, so if you want to save this episode for New Year's Eve, we'll tell you <laughs> when to start it, so then we'll, as the ball hits the bottom, <laughs> drops all the way down, we'll, we'll all be celebrating together. Uh, oh, and and also Jeremiah is going to take some photocopies of his ass later. So. <laughs> nice. So wow. we're talking about the Santa Claus Three. Yes. Uh, who wants to talk about 
the who wants to catch us up to speed in the the, the, the Santa Claus canon as far as where we're at in the series? Okay. Of this, I, mean, I can do that. Speak. Okay, cool. On, so cool. Santa Claus three opens. Well, actually, no. Uh, where did we start? Like, what happened in one and two? That oh, kind of okay. gets us to where we're going. Okay. Santa in the original Santa Claus, uh, Santa falls off a roof and dies. Great, <laughs> great way to start a kids movie. Uh, falls off the roof and dies. Tim Allen, uh, or sorry, oh, his oh, character oh, oh. Scott Calvin, puts on the coat to impress his son. They finish Santa's route, and then because of the Santa clause, like a contract. Mm-hmm. Because he put on the coat, he's Santa. And that's what that movie's about, him coming to terms with being Santa Claus. The second movie is where he has to find his Mrs. Claus. Yep, the Mrs. Claus. And uh, in doing so, he falls in love with his son's uh, principal. Who hasn't. Who, uh, <laughs> who, when we are first introduced to her, is a chilly bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she is not nice to the kids. She's a real hard ass. But, of course... Through the power of magic and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and on that cold, blustery day at the principal's heart. <laughs> yeah. He wins her over. And so uh, the Santa Claus 3 opens on uh, his his wife, the former principal, now a teacher mm-hmm. at Elf School, uh, <laughs> relaying, relaying the story of how they welcomed uh, their child into the mm-hmm. world. And that's where we begin. Yeah, kind of a throw-off to where it's like, oh, no, this isn't present day. This is the future. And now we're going to tell a story that happened yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. That's the big hole. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Santa Claus movies. Uh, the first one, very, very well regarded. People like that one. It's yeah. not up there with, you know, the top, you know, your Christmas stories, your elf, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas but when I was advertising this episode, a lot of people chimed in. And they really love it. They even have pop finals of the the uh, the Santa uh, Santa Claus from this film. So that tells you right there that if they're going to spend the time uh, to make pop finals after the fact, <laughs> then there's enough of a of a business for it. That or they're just running out of pop vinyls to make. Well, they they're very <laughs> careful. I've noticed they're very careful now, not making too many of them beforehand because somewhere there's a warehouse full of valerian pop miles that they'll probably bury in an, in a uh, in a landfill in arizona next to et uh, atari <laughs> games <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of questions about this flick in the in the in the universe in general but there is also a lot to like especially about this third one yes um First off the bat, the fact that anybody who puts on the coat becomes Santa, they immediately take over that role. Yes. So whoever shows up at the front door with that coat on, the elves just, okay, this is who we're serving now. Yeah. This is who is our leader. And it's not, it's kind of like a terrible way to, to put somebody in control. Not unlike <clears throat> the last presidential election. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. this person is who we have to listen to now. And it's interestingly enough, I was uh, before you had even decided you were going to do this uh, movie for this episode. Uh, I was reading an article on Cracked.com about great, the, great, uh, great about the ridiculousness of this universe. Like first, <laughs> so Santa dies, right, mm-hmm. and none of the elves mourn. No, for not this guy at all. who who knows how long he's been Santa, mm-hmm. right? It could have been hundreds of years. 
Yeah, they Santa don't. Claus. There's no, there's no like end game that they they yeah. mention. So now he's gone, and this mm-hmm. new guy shows up, who doesn't even want to be Santa Claus, Mm-mm. and they're like, "No, you have to." And they've got he's got elf number one Bernard, like the mm-hmm. head elf, right? Yeah. Show, talking him through how to be Santa and do all yeah. of that stuff. Why couldn't Bernard just put on the coat? Because he's an elf. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then in the um, in the second movie. It's the the whole thing of it is that he has to get married or he can't be Santa Claus anymore, mm-hmm. which means that what happened to all the previous Mrs. Clauses? Yeah, like do they just disappear or like what happens <laughs> when Santa dies? Are you you just you're not Mrs. Claus anymore? You have to leave the North Pole. Yeah, you need to get your stuff and leave. Never spoken of nope. again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Santa Claus could have been like a young person. And yeah. the Mrs. Claus was just now all of a sudden she's out in the cold, literally. Yeah, like I know. I've never been in the real world before. I've been up here yeah. with all these elves. Like, what's so. this? What's going on? How did mm-hmm. this? And the the so in the second movie we're introduced to the uh, the Council of Legendary Figures. Yeah, headed by Mother Nature, Aisha Tyler, uh, Father Time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Uh, this third movie was his final film. Yeah, there was yeah. it was it was uh, released posthumously. He was in one other one that was released posthumously, but yeah, this was his first, his last major. Wow. Movie. We have uh, Cupid, as played by Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, yeah. The Easter Bunny, Jay Thomas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they actually afforded. To, I mean, it's not like he's a huge get, but he's enough of a get that you would recognize him. And they put him in a bunny costume. Yep. yep. <laughs> and the Tooth Fairy round mm-hmm. out the council of, and none of them knew. That he had to get married. They were all surprised. So that further leads you to think that all these previous Santas came with a wife, so this was never an issue before. Yeah, I guess if you think about it. So now what happened to what happened to her? And it was a real it was a great article. Like and then they move into the third movie where now the the new elf in charge Mm -hmm. is Curtis. Yep. Who was second in command in the second movie. Spencer Breslin. Yeah. So what happened to Bernard? Where did he go? Yeah, he was the only one that didn't stick around through all of these movies. Surprisingly yeah. so. Yeah. That Bernard was the one like, ah, pass. He got, <laughs> and he got too old. Maybe. He, he had to go do numbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, who would have thought that the kid who played Wednesday Adam's boyfriend would be the one who still has a career? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what's Christina Ricci doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. No. I, didn't, I, didn't, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I, that, that was it. That was... That was the, that was the end of her thing. Actually, no, she was in a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, sure. No, she's had a great career. I don't mean to but disparage no, but the good But you're name. talking like, yeah, the last few years. You don't go to the movie theater. It's like, oh, that new Christina Ricci movie's yeah, out. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> happen. She was so good. I'm glad I got my regal pass because yeah. I'm going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now he's settled in. He's Santa. He loves it. Uh, Mrs. Claus is loving it, too. Uh, she is with child, we find out at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not only that, uh, she she is with child, and she's going to give birth right there at the North Pole. The doctor is like one of the youngest looking kids I've ever seen, uh-huh. yeah. um, which is adorable, but then kind of gross because you have no idea. Each each individual elf could be hundreds of years old as well, and you have no idea they all look yeah. like children. That's true. Um, which, in that context of this film, great, awesome. But then when you start looking at it, it's like. Ugh. Equivocating that you know this children that's playing this role, I don't know. Yeah. It, to, to me, it was throwing off. And then, so they also added in with this movie too, uh, marital strife, of course, as it would be. 
um, in-laws. In-laws. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Margaret. Being, being married to Santa. No, yeah. walk, no walk in the park. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's no, <laughs> because there's it's, no trees. It's no, ride, it's no ride in the sleigh. You no, know, it's no ride in the sleigh. You know what they should have done? They should have had uh, Jack Frost secretly be Bernard. Like he had been twisted. Ah. Because he was never... Good like advancing call. in the company or something. That yeah, would have been a Bernard. Oh, <laughs> good. Oh, I don't like Dear Hollywood. <laughs> and by the way, this is Disney, so you can make the Santa Claus 3.5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bernard's pulling the strings in the background. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> None of them care about you, Jack. <laughs> but Martin Short, my God, as Jack Frost. Jack, yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing stole this movie because you can totally tell from the very very his very first scene Tim Allen could have cared less about this movie <laughs> he literally actually and I actually read about that you you can tell that in the first movie he did it because he was excited he had a legitimate excited about this movie the second one he did it for affection because it was something that put his career to the next level he did it you know out of affection for the character third one he did this because they were paying him yep and you can totally tell he does not sell a thing um, for this movie. Yeah, no, these are our, my snow globes, and this is no. What's go? Yeah, I. But luckily, Martin Short just absolutely uh-huh. kills this movie. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I yeah. could watch. I wanted them to make another one with just Jack Frost. He could, his adventures. He's amazing, and it's it's uh, just. I mean, I can't. I don't have. I can't. I don't even have words to how delicious. Mm-hmm. His performance was <laughs> like when he, I invented chill. Like, yeah, which is oh great. Oh my god! Yeah, which, they, great. they even put that in the preview. I just love it so much. <laughs> oh my! I feel like they gave the gave him a writer for like all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It's like come up with as many one liners for Martin <laughs> Short as you can. Probably. So, for the love of candy canes and mm-hmm. what the skis wax. <laughs> what the skis wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of my I'm, one of my favorite scenes though in this movie is when he's trying to get the elves away from the the naughty and nice list, mm-hmm. and he's telling them about this cocoa that they have in the break room. <laughs> and he's describing it like it's the greatest, and he, then he goes, "And just a suggestion of vanilla." Mm-hmm. Like he just drops that. Just, I don't know, just the way he delivered it. Oh, it's just. I mean, perfect. It's oh. no wonder he stays in such good shape because he chewed up every scene he was he in. He did. He absolutely I mean, did. My my favorite was uh, when they they put him on a uh, sort of a a trial, and Mother Nature accuses him of of being um, willful and malicious in his in his thing. <laughs> to, are you calling me skillful and delicious? <laughs> because I agree. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh, skillful and delicious. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> So anyway, I put that on my business card. You're so <laughs> skillful and delicious. <laughs> Martin Short made them. He's there's nothing he there's nothing he can't do. He's, I'm I really wish. I mean, he's got a really good body of work as far as movies, but like I just he's one of those guys that I wish there was more because everything that he's in, I've I've really enjoyed. Even movies like Clifford, yeah, I, I, love I still Clifford. think was freaking so funny. <laughs> And it's so underappreciated how yeah. brilliant that movie is. He never had like his really had like his big hits. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. no. no. Yeah, Clifford didn't hit as big as it was supposed to. And I mean that's a hard sell. I'm Martin Short and I'm playing a little kid. I mean yeah. it worked, but it still it was still like a hard sell. But yeah, there's nothing anything that he was in that was really, really good was you know, I mean like you have the three amigos. Yeah. 
Um, somebody want to look up his filmography? Because now I'm all sitting here like, like curious <clears throat> about it. While we're doing that, can we can we take a second and uh, talk about the fact that um, Santa Claus's fireplace in oh this my in this movie <laughs> is so made it's it's oh. Santa's face. It would give yes. like any normal kid nightmares. Oh, like, it yeah. is the most yeah. <laughs> it is the most terrifying. Like, <laughs> but it's so brilliant because it's like, not get, only that it sort of resembles him. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just enough close to Tim Allen yeah. and yeah, that scene where he like wants to surprise her his wife so he steps out of the room and then all of a sudden comes in through his own mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> opens up <laughs> the mouth so he can step through. He's like, oh, that never. Yep. He says something. That never like, gets oh, old. Yeah, that never gets old. It's like, oh, I'm just walking through this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like wonderful and just terrifying. So, so crazy. Um, there is another uh, tiny sub uh, subplot that kind of doesn't really go away, but like, okay, the jig is up. So, in the film, you know, Mrs. Claus is missing. Her whole life. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Obviously. Um, to, be, to the fact that it's even called out specifically by uh, her dad, played by Alan Alda. It's like, yeah, she got married and then was taken away and I can never see her or talk to her. Which mm-hmm. does have a really kind of creepy uh, connotation to it. So yeah. to make her feel better, he arranges to have her parents brought up to the North Pole, but they don't want to give it up because they got the SOS, the, the Secret, Secret of, of Santa. Santa Claus. Secret of Santa. Oh, I forgot to mention the Sandman when I, yeah, when I was, I was talking say, about the Council, the, the Council of yeah. Legendary Figures. Mm-hmm. That's all right, though. It's Worf. Like, he's literally the second <laughs> on the list after <laughs> Wesley Crusher. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Worf. <laughs> um, and so to to make, to make uh, them believe that they were uh, not at Santa Claus, at the North Pole, they actually decorated the entire North Pole elf vill- uh, village to look like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so they hung up some Canadian flags, changed the name because every building and every every uh, shop was all some sort of elf pun. So they covered those off of uh, covered those up with just you know Canadian related things like you know, <laughs> there was a Tom Hortons donuts or whatever. <laughs> there was the one scene where Mrs. Claus is looking at Christmas trees and there's a sign that says 100% Canadian Christmas trees and then the second one there's another sign in the next frame that goes uh, authentic Canadian whatever it was and then all from right here in Canada all from right here in Canada (laughs) and then the third sign is because that's where where you you are are. (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking great just such a beautiful little just yeah, toss away thing. There's that, these, yeah, those little gems in this film. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> because that's totally where you are right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> well, no, it's and then they, to to explain why the why the Canadians are so small, because it's a bunch of elves. I'm like, oh no, have you ever been to Canada? No. No. Well, this is Canada. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what they look like. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which is funny because the only Canadian in this movie is Martin Short. He's, he himself a petite man. <laughs> he really is. Very tiny. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And to get them there, like they take he Mr. Uh, Sandman puts them to sleep and gives them a dream of their trip. Uh-huh. And so when they wake up, they they can describe their their journey to Canada, and both of them had widely different. Different, yeah. Like, what are you doing, Sandman? Like, give them this. You can't give them sim- the same. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you're slacking. <laughs> and Sandy. that doesn't give up the the. Wait a second. Why? 
I remember both of us being in first class, and I remember both of us being a coach. Yeah, it's fine. It's, just keep going. Just, it's never mentioned again. <laughs> no, it's never mentioned just again. Just tossed to the side. <laughs> yep. I do love when Sandman like. Uh, puts them to sleep and then immediately runs to the chair. I've never seen Michael Dorn move that fast. He just <laughs> just immediately yeah, he just, just had to go puts to his sleep. head down and falls asleep like he's got narcolepsy and he knows that it's about to happen. <laughs> it's so delightful. I need to go to sleep <laughs> right now because I'm the Sandman. Damn it. Speaking of was never there, I love how they just uh, basically write out the sun. Is like I can't go to the North Pole this year. I'm going snowboarding with my girlfriend. And then you never see him until yeah. the end of the movie. Because, and they did, they <laughs> oh, did yeah, that. During, during the alternate Back to the Future 2, <laughs> Biff, is, yeah. Biff is in charge. Yeah, let uh, me say that this is like the best, if not only, Christmas version of Back to the Future 2. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I don't remember, uh, and, and fill me in if it's true. Did they show the Hall of Snow Globes before? No. Okay, so that's new. This is your first introduction to the Hall of Snow Globes in, this, in the third movie. Which is the easily... So here's the... Que- begs the question. It's a very easy way to get out of being Santa Claus. Yeah. But in the first two movies, this was a binding contract that there's no way he could break other than dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we have this room there's, of snow globes. The, the, <laughs> escape, the escape clause. The day that he walked in, I don't want to do this. All right, get his snow globe. Here, say this, bye, and yeah. you could just go about your day. Conveniently for oh, wait a second, it's a yeah. room full of floating. <laughs> what was that room in Harry Potter that it was the same thing? The little globes that were memories. What were the, the room? The, wall, the room the of room. requirement. No, that was the room where they were all working. I thought that was the room oh, where no. they were all practicing. Right, right, right. Okay, no, the, the hall of mysteries. Hall of Mysteries. I think I don't so. Remember. Yeah. Department of Mysteries. The Department. They were in the Department of Mysteries, and then ah, whatever. It's, oh well, we're, we're talking, talking about, about yeah. Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim we're Allen. talking about. <laughs> which again, that was a delightful pun too. The Hall of, of Snow Globes is hiding behind the Red Deer Energy Drink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and just real, real quick to get back to um, why they wrote the sun out of this movie, I think it's probably because that kid is a fucking terrible actor. Like, did you in in the second movie? When he's like he's being all like broody and upset because his father's Santa and he can't tell anybody, it, that scene where he's supposed to be like crying and sad mm-hmm. is one of the worst acted things I've ever seen. <laughs> we gotta. I mean, I he just was a little. He was a cute, precocious kid in the first and... one, sure. So you can get away with that shit. But then in the second one, fucking take an acting class. You're a teenager now. I think Charlie. it was just like they're like, oh, he's not cute, little kid anymore. So yeah, well, like they had. They <laughs> that's, had that's exactly why Bernard was this in little in that. girl. We've they got had no, yeah. no, no. Bernard wasn't in it because Bernard would have been too smart to fall for fucking Jack Frost's that tricks. That is true. Yeah, he, he would have. That's why they had to write him out because Curtis didn't know what the fuck he was doing. But Bernard would have no, been Curtis like, I was, see what you're Curtis, doing, Jack Curtis Frost. Curtis was a, a fuck up from the beginning. And he, <laughs> he couldn't handle In the first two movies, Bernard was like, go ahead, Santa. I got this. And then in this movie, fucking Curtis doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Curtis is calling Santa every three seconds. <laughs> Well, you got to remember that's the same kid from uh, the Cat in the Hat movie, so he he already is, has questionable decisions in general. <laughs> Stay tuned to Cat in the Hat in season two of Behind Rewind. <laughs> now, Phil, me, there's another uh, uh, thing that I that was the girl, the little girl in the second one. Yes, is this something that Lucy okay. Lucy was in the second movie? Was she okay? Yeah. Now Lucy is. Judge uh, Reinhold's John daughter. Hol- John from a previous situation? No, he, the daughter that he had with, uh, with Santa's uh, ex-wife. Okay. 
I love, and I wish this happened more in real life if the situation uh, warranted it, the fact that, you know, Scott Calvin shows up at his ex-wife's house and Judge Reinhold, who was a freaking delight, um, <laughs> like they all get along and they're just great dandy friends to the yeah. point where, uh, like, he's well, finally in the, in excited. In the second he, movie, sure. Yeah. In the second movie, they're friends. In the first movie... Well, yeah, that's, I mean, like yeah that's more like real life. And then one through the magic of Christmas, they're all buddies and friends now to the point where in the third one, he gets to go to San, to the that, that side of his family gets to come to the North Pole, too. Now, they already know what's going on, but they get to go and enjoy it as well. The only person that has to hide it are the in-laws. Again, I think Judge Reinhold's character is the one that I like identified with the most because he's just so... He's just happy to be there. Yeah. I think not only his character, but Judge Reinhold himself. It's like, what oh, my you... God, I'm working. I'm in a movie. <laughs> what, did he, what did he do to his face? Did you notice? Like, his face was... Yeah, he's he's got that, like, Harry Anderson effect where his face is getting bigger. I like, and I think it's just because he's aging or maybe think, he's an alcoholic. I think he had work done. It looked like he like, maybe. had work done. Yeah, he did kind of look plastic. He like, kind of looked like the... the the Santa Claus toy from the second one. <laughs> I love that scene where he's got the binoculars and they're like, they're like, go to Africa, two foot binoculars just to look across the, the Santa's <laughs> workshop. It, it just stood out to me. From the third one? From the third one. He's like, yeah, we're here. And then yeah. he's got binoculars to like he was look at everything. So excited. <laughs> he was so excited to be at the workshop. Well, yeah, he gets to be part of it and he's excited about this. Who, of all the characters who should have been brought up there before, would have been him because he just loved it. He, for when he he got a, a an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle for Christmas, and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to him. So that's a man that you can you know he's a sweet man, and I want to have him around more. Uh, so yeah, he I, I thought that that Judge Reinhold in this was like the second coolest, but obviously no Martin Short. Oh my goodness! Just aesthetically too. We didn't mention really quite Martin, that. Martin like, Short was legitimately the coolest. Yeah, he was Jack Frost. the coolest <laughs> <laughs> with his slicked back hair. It was and, amazing. And, yeah, just so amazing. Good. I like how even when he changed into Santa Claus, he still had the same hair. Yes. Basically. Yes. So let's talk about the <laughs> the main part of the escape clause is that you can you can get it you can hold on to your personal snow globe and say I wish I was never Santa Claus at all. And if you say these magic words, what it does is it retroactively goes back. You basically, it's, I guess it sends you back to the moment where you put on the coat. So yep. at this point, it kind of takes you back to the very first movie where Santa Claus falls off the roof and dies. And then his body completely disappears. Weird. And, <laughs> Star Wars-esque there. Yeah. Well, and, and again, you know, not mentioning that his first his first inclination is okay. I'm gonna rob him and put his coat on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, if, although that was kind of Charlie's fault because he was like, "Somebody's got to deliver the presents, Dad. Well, Come clearly. on, let's do this." And then he like clearly. he just ran up the ladder. Any good father is gonna follow his son up, up to the roof, to the roof of a <laughs> snowy <laughs> like, two-story house. What are you doing? A grown man just fell off and died. Get down morning. off the ladder. Charlie. No, I gotta go see what's going on here. I hear reindeer. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> So they get they go back to the scene in the first one where he puts on his coat, and this time they fight uh, Santa Claus now and Jack Frost get into like a wrestling match behind a snowman. Yes, because Perfect when sound barrier. Yeah, because yeah, you <laughs> can't hear anything. Behind, yeah, they behind never notice. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Jack Frost gets to jump on Santa Claus, and he is the one that puts on the coat. And magically, everything gets retroactive to if, if Scott Calvin had never been Santa Claus. And um, gets... Uh, basically, he he he's, he becomes the man. Uh, Scott Calvin just goes back to his life of what would it would have looked like. Or it turns out he became a shitty person, shitty er like, person. Just a he really already was. Yeah, yeah. I just got the impression that he didn't change at all, and just everybody else around him, his world is just kind of a little bit more miserable. He but got not a Ferrari really. out of the deal. He no. did get a Ferrari out of the deal. I was like, yeah, this isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he decides that, oh, shoot, I didn't want to be Santa Claus. Because he kind of uh, tricks him. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Jack Frost Jack fools, Fr- fools Santa Claus fools to Santa. say the magic words to get sent back. So Jack Frost now shows up 12 years later as Santa Claus. So like what we mentioned earlier, so whoever walks in the door is the new guy. Yeah. Now everybody had to follow suit. Whatever he says goes. Yes. Which I thought was brilliant Jack Frost's decision. What he decides to do <laughs> as of him being Santa Claus. And Jeremiah, your, your point exactly of what he looks like now. He still has the slick back, pointy, frosty hair. Now he's got big, rosy cheeks. And now he's got a slicked, pointy beard as well. I think that's Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, oh. There's, there's somebody at the door. Uh, who could that be? Let's find out. Hello. Hey, everybody, come on in. Everybody, have a seat, have a seat. I didn't know if this was going to work out, it did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody, Jen Potter is here. Hi. <laughs> you made it. I did. Oh, good. We. Oh, you gave me a thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> oh, and you were mobile. Sweet, you messaged me. Cool. <laughs> uh, we are joined by... Uh, Jen Potcher, who, if you remember, was in our first episode of the Be Kind Rewind with Noise, uh, the Phantom Menace, <laughs> and I was so happy to welcome her back. And she's had an eventful evening, so we are just talking about right now to get you up to speed. Okay, we are talking about uh, when Jack Frost shows back up to the North Pole after putting on the coat. So we're kind of we're kind of deeper into the okay. the the movie now. Um, Turn your microphone. Oh, sorry. Be a part. There you are. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) So the odd part that we realized was that whoever walks in the door wearing the coat is the guy now. And so the elves just kind of have to follow suit. And your microphone's having there some There we trouble. go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> the most Jen Potter thing that could happen. It's like, you know what? <laughs> Let's have a microphone problem, too. <laughs> so... For the perspective of the elves, they just kind of have to follow suit, whatever. So he shows up. And now he's got uh, now he's Santa Claus, but he's wearing blue, isn't he? Isn't his coat blue? Which he, it is. Yeah, is it? yeah. I think so. so he decides. I that, just watched it today. I yeah, should know this. It's Martin Short. He's it like, is Martin Short. He's so charismatic. I don't really look at his. Yeah, you body. kind of get lost. He's in lost in what he's wearing. You just kind of get lost into his. Yeah, his his performance. <laughs> And so his idea was, you know what? I don't want to kind of travel around, make toys for everybody. I'm going to bring everybody here and turn the North Pole into a Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> a horrible Disneyland. A horrible <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Where he can put on his shows and you can buy a bunch of trinkets. Um, one of the, there's like announcements that happen during the, 
during well during this scene and my favorite one was shave a reindeer for five dollars <laughs> no, he was wearing red was he wearing the red coat? he's wearing okay. the red coat he had like a blue scarf okay i love how martin short-esque it is that the big thing is he's gonna do a song dance yeah number. you go to the north <laughs> yeah you go to the north pole <laughs> to like... see him sing <laughs> very li- uh liza minnelli liberace style <laughs> that i think that he put he put into his character for this because um, I know so, when I was a so kid, good. I used to think to myself, man, if only I could watch Santa Claus do a Broadway-style number. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my favorite. I wouldn't need a gift ever again. Just mm-hmm. give me five, six, seven, eight, one <laughs> Santa Claus sensation. Well, I think <laughs> that's indicative, too, of how little Christmas means to people anymore now that he's in the new Santa Claus. Yeah. Because, he's for one, he's dis- absolutely he destroyed it. the SOS. Yeah. Screw that. That it's so bad that Scott Calvin was able to go to the airport, buy a ticket to the North Pole, yep. fly there, yep. and go see the show with a capacity crowd of like 20 people yeah. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Here in Boise, like you can't even get to the Botanical Garden to look at lights and in not November. in November <laughs> because it's way too crowded. Uh, the fact that this town alone has like three places where you can go see like a whole Christmas light. And every, all three of them are terrible because of all the people there. But you're telling me in the whole world, you could just breeze on right in there. And not only the elves, who they all look oh, miserable, expensive. yeah, miserable, are just like taking the time to tell you what's going on. Like it's busy, but it ain't that busy. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I love that freaking plane that they fly on. It's like Santa Claus with his arm. (laughs) (laughs) Painted Santa. Santa Airlines. And all the children actors that play the elves are all just like, okay, you have to look morose. So the whole time they're just... Uh, we hate this. Yep. You've been doing this for 12 years. Okay. Yeah. They did a great job, though. Those kids <laughs> were so good. Yeah, they, yeah. they sold that they were, like, sad that this was happening. Like, I, I really noticed it with the dancers in his big production number. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, usually when you watch dancers, it's like, smile! And they're, like, ridiculously smiling, and these kids were not. Yeah, not they were very time. sad. So that that's where I noticed that the most. I mean, I guess, yeah, like, I, I was... Yeah, it's look, not like they back could, to my it's not Walmart. Like they could quit. And, That's true. And go, like, they what were are they going to do? Slaves, like, they could go yeah. work in a tree. That's go like the only other thing. <laughs> or like make shoes exposure. at night. Exposure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like make shoes while the while the guy sleeps. Those are your only options as elves. You yeah, live in a tree, Santa's workshop, or you make shoes. They could go to Arendelle. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> <laughs> they still would have been super short. Not since Harry Potter is a bunch of kid actors work so well together yeah <laughs> <laughs> that seems a recurring theme oh you're an elf you're a slave then at that point. <laughs> <laughs> i see hermione sitting out of the north pole free the slaves <laughs> throwing hats at him Herm- hermione doesn't work like that <laughs> just throwing give him sl- clothes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These are, they're already wearing clothes these are different kinds of elves <laughs> <laughs> N- not to sidetrack but like how does that work if that elf has to do the laundry of the and not? Oh, you've given me, I don't know. It's because some, it just kind of you snap your fingers and everything's clean. Like you don't do manual labor as a <laughs> as a wizard. No, I just want to see the picture of Dobby sitting there screaming <laughs> like, <with> his shirts. <laughs> he got stains all over his shirts again. <laughs> if I had, if I had mad, I wouldn't walk anywhere ever. I would. Just, all right, I'm here now. You'd float around I'd like apparate a wizard everywhere. from oh, Big yeah. Trouble in Little China? Absolutely. Mm. Oh, my life would be so much easier. <laughs> if I was a wizard, my life would be so much easier. Anyway. Uh, so let's 
Um, so then Scott Calvin realizes, you know what? No, the life would have been was just fine as Santa Claus, and I think I can make it work. And whatever. So he does a whole right. So he switcheroo with uh, with yeah. Uh, but let's hold on. Let's so <laughs> when when Scott Calvin first meets the new Santa Claus, Jack Jack Frost. He's like, ah, I've been waiting 12 years, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you can't be Santa. You blah, 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 blah. Oh, come on, relax. Have some swag. And then hands him this recordable pen <laughs> that you can record your voice on. And then Scott Calvin holds it in his hand. And is straight up, and yep. is like not even being subtle yeah. about the yeah. fact he's, it's that he's recording he's him. Going, can you say that again? Now, what was that word? <laughs> I will and never say. I don't want to be Santa sense. ever. And then, like, extends it. He like he extends his arm. Like, say that one more time, please. <laughs> yeah, that is it is telegraphed. But oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> how, how faulty is the magic of the snow globe that it can take a <laughs> recorded, recorded voice, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and work. Loopholes, baby. Magical, they, they magical loopholes. time in space <laughs> oh but this <laughs> isn't it kind of weird too that judge reinhold wants to take his kid to the new version of christmas which is or yeah, he still Pole. loves it he loves yeah, it well, even though it's like the horrible north well Pole. no well because it's it's his he's divorced now right from scott calvin's ex-wife right so he's like this is their christmas thing that they do father and daughter like, I've done a bunch of things with my son that I fucking did not want to do just because I want to spend time with my boy. So, like, True. I can understand where Neil's coming from on this one. Like, all right, fine, we'll go to the fucking North Pole again. As long I get, I get, you mean I get you for a week without your fucking mother being a pain in my ass? All right, fine, let's do that. Let's, we can, let's go have some fun, sweetheart. Some it's reindeer. fine. I, I have been there where I have my oldest for the day, and, like, I have no shit idea what we're going to do. And yeah. the whole time he's just bored out of his mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, trying to make it fun, like, Come on, we went to Home Depot and built a craft. I'm like, yeah, I'm 12. <laughs> Gee, okay, fine. <laughs> what do 12-year-old, 11-year-olds do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I can, I understand the one. All right, it's it's Christmas. Right, we have we to do. go to the North Pole yeah. again. Yeah, one of the 20 people that did that on Christmas, on Christmas Eve of all places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, three years ago, we couldn't get served at Denny's on Christmas Eve because it was like a two-hour wait. <laughs> <laughs> they make they make great apple pie. We're they, out. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> some hot chocolate? We don't have any. You know what's funny, too, is that we it wasn't even, like, people there eating. It was all the deliveries that they had to make and send out. Like, that was a huge night for them as far as deliveries. See? That's because... Yeah, there was not hardly anybody in there eating. So we finally went and had Chinese food because, like, yeah, we can't sit here for two just hours. Just like in a Christmas story. Nice. It was just, like, yeah. Yeah, the Bumpus is dogs, but instead of <laughs> destroying the turkey, they're ordering Grubhub. For Did they sing to you? <laughs> oh, man. And, and so... Uh, he tricks them with the recording on the thing, which is funny that 12 years of the new North Pole under the control of Jack Frost, the vending machines haven't been moved. They don't even look like they've been filled. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the door to the snow globe. You think and, that and since like, that's how we got in. Yeah, right. Thing, he would just like, no, this, this goes is, away. Yeah, this is canceled now. The yeah. snow globe room, no more. Yeah, we move this way we'll the put the fucking snow globe somewhere well, else. I don't want a precocious red-haired kid to sneak yeah. in here or anybody <laughs> No, especially because when he when he first sees him, he goes, "Oh, has it been twelve years already? I've been expecting you." Well, then why didn't you fucking take any precautions? <laughs> yeah, not a one. Why didn't you try to fucking protect? Two, like, come on, he Jack. really, really liked red deer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get rid of this. I can't. Machine. I can't move this machine. It's just too tasty. You got to admit that's a cold, deli cold delivery. When he 
has it been 12 years already? Like, ooh. <laughs> well, again, Maniacal. He was, he was fantastic. Martin Short was everything great about that movie. And I just, mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't given enough attention to Alan Arkin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And fucking Anne Margaret. They were Anne amazing. As, her, oh, as Mrs. Claus's parents. As far as the and second most gung-ho person in that movie, Alan Arkin, he looked like he was just happy as shit to be in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Like He really enjoyed the role I that he was Christmas. playing. I love Christmas. Yeah, he was really doing his best Nick Offerman in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could fix this. Like, he's essentially been doing, he was essentially doing what he's been doing for the last 20 years of his mm-hmm. career, just being like cranky old man. But mm-hmm. it was still... It was great. Yeah, Tim Allen phoned in his progre- uh, his his performance, but literally everybody else just bought it and sold it. Yeah, absolutely. They, they sold it like it was snake oil. It was great. And then, I was so thrilled that they let Anne Margaret sing. Like, oh yeah, she had that little moment bars. where he kept making her sing oh, the Jack Frost like, line. No, I couldn't <laughs> possibly <laughs> sing. They just yeah, got no, not at all. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no, that Jack was just Frost looking say that. at your nose. Yeah, say that, yeah, say, say, say that again. No, 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 that that last part. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. Yeah, his the way he just smoothed everybody in the way that he needed to. Yeah. Uh, was just just give Martin so Short all the Oscars. Oh, yeah, just give him a lifetime achievement <laughs> Oscar. Yes, <laughs> he deserves one. But all right, can we if, can we fast forward a little bit real quick because yep. I want to talk about uh, the part in the movie where Santa decides he's going to break the code of secrecy for his his in laws, mm-hmm. right? And uh, in the first movie, he was literally standing in front of his ex wife and Neil dressed as Santa Claus, but he still had to like. They had to see the reindeer, and he had to like give them the gifts from when they were kids that they never yeah. got mm-hmm. for them to believe that he was Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. In the second movie, Santa Claus 2, she, the, while he's trying to woo the future Mrs. Claus, he's, she's physically watching him perform magic. <laughs> like she sees magic the fucking mistletoe materializes out of nowhere and she still doesn't buy that he's Santa right away she was until cold. Yeah. yeah until she like flies up there with the tooth fairy meanwhile in Santa Claus 3 the, Alan Arkin is just like putting it all together wait a minute if these aren't if these are elves then this isn't a toy factory this is a workshop and if this is a workshop, <laughs> then that means... Wait a second. <laughs> he's, that's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. Like, he bought it immediately. He Sold. was like, I'm on fucking board. All right, let's do this. Yeah. I'm on board with this. My he's son got that same can-do attitude that he had in the first movie. If you're Father Christmas, I'm... I'm father-in-law Christmas. Like he just fucking ate it Great. up. He was he loved it. He was like, "Yes, I'm I'm on board with this, Scott. You don't have to convince me any further." Nope. <laughs> Even though this entire trip has been a disaster, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that you are Santa Claus. What's funny is that it was a disaster, and every his reaction is appropriate. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is where we're gonna de- we're we're gonna deliver. Like, if I had said that to my father-in-law, yeah, this is where we're gonna deliver your grandchild. In a broom closet that's falling apart with no roof. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't gonna work for me. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> but on the let's, flip side. Let's get nope. it together. Yeah. Like, he was just like, "Give me some tools and a hammer. I'll do this, and I'll <laughs> fix it for you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that classic boomer gr- grandpa yeah. was like, "Come awesome. on, well, I mean, your dad we, would be that way." Right. <laughs> well, I mean, when we first met him, he was sanding a door in his garage. Yeah. Like he's obviously, <laughs> he's obviously a handy guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> he he, knows, well, he know, knows his way around a toolbox. Sanding box. a door is one step away from a sanitary hospital delivery room. Uh, this is no oh, yeah, problem. No. Well, exactly. Absolutely well, no problem. He's very knowledgeable. Without any training, he nope. put out a fire with some kind of elf thing. That, like, <laughs> yeah. he's just, he yeah, he just grabs this weird contraption and He just knows it. what he's doing. He's just a take-charge guy. Mm-hmm. And he, I just love that he was like, that's... That's the guy. Like without any, that's all it took. Mm-hmm. Just wait a minute. <laughs> Just <laughs> and everybody else had to be physically, like actively convinced that he was Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I just thought that was a nice little touch in that. It movie. was. Uh, so that it wraps up, um, kind of. Uh, in the <laughs> so this whole thing happens with Jack Frost. He takes over Christmas. That problem gets solved again through Back to the Future 2 uh, shenanigans. <laughs> Goes back. All of this is done. He is literally in 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 elf police custody. They find uh, Judge Reinhold and his wife frozen. And he said, can you unfreeze them? And he t- basically tells them to go F themselves yep. to their face. He's in jail. And he's like, no, go F yourself. So we could either sit and watch them die which ideally they would have by then because they've yeah. been frozen in that closet for a while. Yep. It's Christmas magic. Come it on. is Christmas yeah. magic. <laughs> and so he has to, uh, for Same. them to be unfrozen, he would have to unfreeze. And I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So it takes the magic of a little girl's warm hug. Yep. Yep. To because, do that. Because well, she has magic now, apparently. They, well, no, they did preface she had the warmest hugs before, like. She believed in herself. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So she hugged him, brought, uh, took the frost power, more or less took the frost power away from him or just yep. subdued it for a while. That's probably what global, global warming is. Most likely. It's well, not chemicals in the air. So no, he it's got that Jack Frost took a hug and from that was a little, it. <laughs> from a little soulless re- red-haired girl it's back like, in ah, 2008. Shit. All right, well, <laughs> that's what this movie is. Not going like, to lie, I teared up a little. Yeah. It's a lot of subtle hints to... Get you to believe that global warming is real. Oh like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> we all know it was a soulless brainwashing. Yeah, a for new sure. age of children for sure. And then he just and then he just becomes like a regular guy. Yeah, he just like, so was he not Jack Frost anymore? They never explained it. No, because like, yeah, he just kind of no, he's, he's just a regular he's dude Jack now. Warm. <laughs> Jack off. Jack's oh, warm. Yeah. <laughs> And so the the parents uh, get unthawed and everybody's okay. And then the film wraps up with, you know, this is the Be Kind Rewind, and so you want to be nice, but I think the most lamest cheat ever uh, at the end of the film, you realize that you're list- the story being told happened like a year or two before because the baby's now almost a year old. Mm-hmm. And the last line of the movie is, I want to introduce you to, the of all the names, yeah, yeah. of all the Christmas movies... They went with Buddy Claus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, he'd be Buddy Calvin, right? Because like, he would be they... Buddy Calvin. But let's remember that that's also Elf's name from the Will Ferrell movie was his Buddy. Buddy. His name, yeah, his name was, was Buddy. Buddy. Was Buddy the Elf? So of all the movies, you go by calling. Now remember, Elf. Oh, came her father's out like name five. was Bud, though. It was, but still, I know there's ways around that. And again, the father's name was Bud. Okay, then change the father's name. It's your, it's your you're movie. holding the pen. Yeah, right. Wait, when <laughs> did know, Elf you, come out? Two thousand. No, it was before this. It was like two thousand three, two thousand four. Elf came out. This one came out in two thousand eight. Huh. So I wonder if they had a intention of doing like a fourth film. 
with a buddy up. <laughs> now, know. now that would be cool if okay. Now it's set in the future, and Buddy Claus fights Buddy the Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Buddy nice. Claus is Buddy the Elf. Whoa. Oh, because they really don't. Sh- no, no, because. <laughs> So sc- uh, no, I don't think uh, that. Yeah. No, that's not <laughs> wrong. Get out! <laughs> you take that ruined back. Christmas, you Grinch. <laughs> and, and take that back, Scott, right? <laughs> and Scott Calvin stopped being Santa and went back to being a businessman. Which, <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> if we can, Scott Con- or uh, James Con was the Santa Claus. He survived that fall, but then. He just materialized. As yeah, a fucking he just falls. <laughs> or there was the escape clause too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real quick, okay. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about this. If he if he had decided, I don't want to be Santa Claus anymore. Right. He goes back in time. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna do? Like go to his younger self and be like, Hey, man. With the kid right okay, there. Something hey, crazy is going to happen. Don't put the fucking, don't you dare put that coat on. And be like, what are you talking, I'm you, and if, but you look like Santa Claus. No, I'm you. Look. I, but no, you're not. And then, like, how would you even, like, if you came to yourself yeah, that, from the future, how much convincing would it take you to believe that what you were seeing is what you were seeing? Like, how would that have even for worked? For one, I'd be pissed. Okay, you, you're telling me you don't want me to be Santa Claus. Okay, you didn't need to bring, you need to bring some lotto numbers. You need to bring me some. Yeah, right. Like, I, I've seen Back to the Future too. I need, I need some an sports. Almanac. Yeah, some <laughs> sports almanac. I need something. It's like okay, fine. I won't be Santa Claus, but I also want to make rent next month. So, <laughs> what I because he didn't do. He didn't go back to being that guy. He was. He showed up in the past as Santa, with the old Scott Cal. Like, yeah. That, that how is would where, that like, have, what have happened? Yeah. If how would that have worked? Yeah. Like, uh, we'll, don't we'll, do this. We'll never know because that snowman was in the way. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's fair. <laughs> well, yeah. That, but that again, that blends the point. Like, if he was so adamant about not wanting to do this, <clears throat> nobody mentioned the snow globe room. Like, uh, don't. Again, that's probably uh, Bernard's doing. It's like, no, screw this guy. He's not going to mess with what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking he killed the previous Santa. Like, he's going to at least no. do this once. Yeah, we've got a good year out of him. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give him <laughs> we get a, We get at least one more Christmas out of this piece of shit before we tell him what's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so and, Jen Potcher, um Yeah, what's up? Hey. <laughs> uh, so we, we did kind of catch everybody up to speed is what is happening in the santa claus universe mm-hmm. uh before we got started with this one um have you you'd seen them before yes okay so what is uh your take on the santa claus trilogy specifically maybe even the santa claus three um, what what are your thoughts i took you took some you took i took some... copious notes and then left it in my car so um <laughs> <laughs> again another Potterous thing. That of, could course, have to of course. Of course. Um, I, I well, and I just rewatched all three of them since last night. And yeah, you were <laughs> up till like you were like because I had to work because I have to go to work later. So yeah, yeah, I was up late. till I was up in the middle of the night watching this film too. Yeah, and you're like hey, I'm watching this. Okay. Yeah, cool. I watched. Well, I watched the first. I watched like one and a half, and then I fell asleep, and I watched the rest this morning in between Uber rides. That's that's what I do <laughs> while I'm waiting. <laughs> I watch movies. So, um, I mean. What I got out of it, watching it again, was these films are about, really, more than anything, they're about adults refinding their inner child and the magic that is out there. You know, it's all kind of a big metaphor. I had this written much 
better than this. Um, You're fine. But but every single movie had a moment where I totally, I just completely teared up, and and I was just thinking like, that's this is all. I'm really bad at this without my notes. Um, (laughs) Um. I think a lot of society has lost the magic of Christmas and what it really means. And uh-huh. these movies are about finding it again. Um, like I said, even more for the adults than the children, I felt. Because oh. every single one of them had a moment where they they realized what they were missing or or they realized like they could still believe. And it's about believing in magic because there's magic out there and it's not necessarily, you know, I want to say Snow globes that and it, it's flying reindeer, but there is magic in everybody, and I think that's kind of what I saw in it. No, I totally, I, I, I totally see that, and I didn't. I mean, that kind of, yeah, all the kids just buy into it immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't take them any sort of thought to that. It seems like the adults, they, they either need convincing, either just by what they observe or being forced to do that, or right? being forced into that position. Um, as opposed to like what we mentioned with with Elf, mm. like no, you can choose to be to enjoy this, and you can choose to to have a good time and let your child out. In this one, in these movies, you kind of like your choice becomes like okay, it's almost like you don't have a choice, but like you know what, there's just I have no other option, so like I can either enjoy it or I can fight it. And but yeah, I did like what you said there about now it's more of like the the adults' uh, aspect of enjoying Christmas. Like even me as an adult, um, not really having the opportunity to enjoy it uh, as much as I did. Um, it's still, you know, you have a choice to, to do that. And I guess that's a good indicative of what you're, uh, you can almost say that Jack Frost story in this mm-hmm. one is that way. Right. He chose like in, like in the first one, Scott Calvin chose, you know, uh, m- maybe against his will. <laughs> I mean, it, it it wouldn't have done the the story the the, the story justice as he just like no, I don't want to do this and go. You wouldn't have a movie, so you kind of have to say okay, you wouldn't have a movie unless he went along with this ultimately, and he did become a better person. Um, the 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 snow globe room was just a MacGuffin for or to make the movie work is but Jack Frost he his character changed as well and his motivation was I'm going to do this for complete the betterment of, of somebody else people that I barely even know these people but I did this to them and I'm going to change who I am to be a better person to help relative strangers just like just like Santa Santa Claus, like I'm gonna give up what I know to help basically relative strangers. Yeah, all the kids in the world. But when you're dealing with all the kids in the world, you can easily quantify that in your head. It's like, okay, this is something that I do for. I mean, Jeremiah and I, we work retail, and you're not this time. Oh shoot, Eric, you work retail too. Like this time of year, you just like this is just okay. Christmas is just this entity that's just a huge you know insurmountable ent- I mean and I sell toys this time of year mm-hmm. um, it's just this big thing and you don't think about the individual people and Jack Frost had to sit and think about these individual people and realized hey alright I'm going to change who I am I'm going to give up what I know to help these people that I, I hurt 
I guess you can kind of take away from that. that you know, but he didn't, man. though. She forced that hug on him. He didn't want the <laughs> hug. She but forced still, that hug on him. But he liked it. In but the he, end. he did like it. Yeah, it, but it took a little. It was. It was. It took a little convincing though. Like she was hugging him for a couple of minutes before he was like, "Oh wait, this is okay. This isn't so bad." Like kind of. But he could have done his ice breath on her. Like no. And then now we've got three frozen statues to deal with. It just it caught him off guard. His hands True. were cuffed. He didn't know what, what was yeah. going on. And she hugged him. And have you you've been hugged by a child? When they want to, they can fucking latch on. Jeremiah's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they won't. <laughs> Get off of me. Push him down the stairs. <laughs> it's like my my son's almost made me pass out a couple of times. <laughs> and you guys may have already talked about this. Since no, I no. Was, I was unfortunately late, but I I also we just want wanted your perspective. To... <laughs> That's why we watched it. So well, I also just wanted to address. The amount of work and talent and creativity that went into the sets and the costumes and and the makeup, I mean, costuming hundreds of elf children. Yeah, we didn't touch on that at all. Um, no. I mean, <laughs> while I was watching, it was something I never really thought about it in the past when I watched the movie. I just watched it and enjoyed it. But this time, because I was watching it with a critical eye, mm-hmm. you know, and just watching it, and the, like, the sets were incredible. I, I, I did pick up on that. I was like, man, they, these really are, like, something big like these are huge sets Mm -hmm. um i believe the i looked at the the budget for this one um 800 million (laughs) dollars they lost so much money i mean that that snow globe room was beautiful and and i was just kind of like in awe watching just looking at all of the the pieces and parts and it was so detailed everything was so detailed the north pole was was amazing so, I don't know. That's just something that That's true. caught my eye a lot. Wow. Oh, uh, for one, I lied. It came out in 2006, so three uh, three years after Elf. So, Elf was still huge mm-hmm. um, after that. The budget for this movie was only $12 million. Wow. Really? $12 million. So, they, Put that they in perspective, raked it in. It made yeah, it made, million. Yeah, it made $110 million. To put that in perspective, nice. 110 million is what they would spend on your average MCU movie. Wow! I mean, they're going to spend over 100 million dollars. 110 on million is too. just the cast. Yeah, like 100 just to get... 110 million is just the <laughs> yeah. cast salaries mm-hmm. for an MCU movie. <laughs> yeah. So even if, let's just say, for the benefit of the doubt, they gave Martin Short and Tim Allen each five million dollars, which is a steal as far as movies go. I mean. Uh, I suppose your iron, your average Iron Man gets twenty million. Yeah, well, I film. mean, I, I heard I heard that uh, for the last one he got fifty. I don't know if it's true. I didn't do any research. Okay. I just I heard that he got fifty million dollars to be in Endgame. <laughs> so, just a small portion of that they made Santa Claus three. Yeah, and made one hundred and ten million. Yeah, um, ridiculous. That is insane. So I mean, and I don't know that five million do- like Martin Short for five million dollars. I don't know that that's a steal, I, because true. is he? I mean, yes, he's got name recognition. He's been a, he's been around forever. He's a, a legend and he's fantastic. But he's not breaking any box office records. Just mm-hmm. with, like I don't know that he can command five million dollars for a movie. And I don't know. Yeah, that, I, and again, I don't good. know. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not fucking. I'm not an agent. Well, but it just—I don't know. Like he's—he's he's never led a movie, he's never been the lead in a movie. 
he's not breaking box office records when the fucking Three Amigos Two comes out. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I don't you know. Say that Five, when because like you think it's a foregone conclusion. I think so. I would watch the shit out of I that. I mean, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> it'd just be it'd just be an hour and a half of Steve Martin and Martin Short kicking the shit out of Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Take that, you so, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All the western scenes; those two are on horses, but Chevy's just standing on the ground. Yep. he's too fat. They're, dr- they're the dragging horse. him behind the horse. <laughs> but I'm only in if they sing "My Little Buttercup" again. Course. <laughs> <laughs> While dancing on Chevy's grave. Yeah. Oh, I'm that, still alive. That's too much. <laughs> no, you're dead. Over the edge there. Yeah. That's the line. That's, that's where the line is. All right. All right. That's fine. So I'm looking at Tim Allen's uh, filmography. You know, on Wikipedia, they always do like the most notable movies at the top. And so you've got the Santa Claus movies, and you've got Buzz Lightyear, obviously. Uh-huh. Yep. And they needed Home Improvement and Last Man Standing. Yep. God, and then his Galaxy Quest. Yeah, and Galaxy yes. Quest, which only recently, I think, has been... It's, it's one of those movies that everybody loved, but it's just now recently they're starting to talk about more than they have. Yeah, and that's a really good um, Rightfully movie. so. That's it's a, a fantastic film. Well, and there's a new documentary coming out about yeah, it. Yeah, like a whole documentary about it, and it is one Enjoy. of the best non-Star Trek, Star Trek movies. I think that's uh, great. Right up there with like the Orville, I think is yeah. just fantastic. Um, so then you have his other films for richer for poorer that he did that Amish movie, Jungle oh, to right. Jungle, oh, right. which <laughs> is sorry. I was really into him, his movies back then. <laughs> Tim Allen's <laughs> movies. I just loved him, and I watched Tim, everything he was in. in. Jungle to so, Jungle had the kid from Home Improvement in it, didn't it? Jonathan Taylor Thomas or the, the no Jonathan side. Taylor Thomas was Man of the House with Chevy Chase oh, that's and right. yeah. uh, Jungle to Jungle yeah I'll be home for Christmas <laughs> yeah. which yeah that was one of the th- oh, when I was thinking about this this episode I was like eh, maybe that one maybe and then Jonathan um, Taylor Thomas didn't even show up for the final episode of Home Improvement he <laughs> did he like, not he was like nah fuck you guys well, yeah <laughs> I think he's finally I think he saw what we all took they were like you want to come you want to come back no I'm good no yeah <laughs> I think he finally saw what we all took a long time to get to oh man Tim Allen is kind of a dick yeah, but then <laughs> but then he ended up on Last Man Standing did he, he really in a couple of episodes as like the restaurant manager where Tim Allen's uh, daughter works okay and it was so, like yeah. it was one of those like oh shit they're back together once again. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you know his fading star was was enough to be like alright I can work Not with Tim Allen CM again Punk I on WWE backstage I haven't, I haven't <laughs> that's a reference that like Two people would get so, and one of them is me <laughs> in this room. That's why I said it. Uh, so then you also have Galaxy Quest, and then Big Trouble, uh, Elmore Leonard movie, uh, actually really good. I enjoyed that one. So then Christmas with the Cranks. Yep, I love that movie. Uh, Little JLC. Movie, yep, it decided to go away from uh, Christmas movies and say, you know what, f that. <laughs> And then I, he, he should he have stayed out of it because he didn't want to get typecast. He didn't want to get typecast. So let's that do Christmas Christ- movie guy. Yeah. So let's do another Christmas movie. So then and then he does the Shaggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Classic, which, I guess. Which is crazy. So Boxing Cat Films was like the secondary movie company on Santa Claus Three, yeah. and you look them up. They've done eight movies, and six of them all have Tim Allen as the star. <laughs> I wonder if he, <laughs> I wonder if he owns that company. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wonder. I Probably. Bet you, I bet you he owns that company then, because he yeah, has Shaggy Dog, Wild Hogs, 
Which wild hogs. You would. Shush. <laughs> you are the girl Joey. I think we all established that. You love these things. I do. Wild, wild hogs so was was uh I it really did like two thousand seven, I mean American Chopper was huge. Like it totally just cashed in on the motorcycle thing that people yeah, were into but, that I way. mean it, it brought a career resurgence for John Travolta. Another one of his resurgence. <laughs> Um, and then Red Belt and Crazy on the Outside. Martin Short was in Jungle to Jungle, too. Martin Short was in Jungle to Jungle? Yeah. Oh, I just know that, shit. like, uh, <laughs> Jungle to Jungle and um, Krippendorf's Tribe are, like, in this day and age, I wouldn't want to touch those with a 10-foot pole. Like, <laughs> you know they're just dripping with problematic <laughs> things, and I don't want to be, I don't even want to, like, look at it and find out that I'm going to be correct on that. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess if you have $12 million you're spending to make a movie and you look at the movies that Tim Allen has made. How could that be right? I feel like that can't be right. I feel like that they have a $12 million budget when the first two movies were huge. Yeah, the huge. How do you only, um, how do you say we're going to do a third one? We're going to get Martin Short this time. And also, we're only giving you $12 million. I mean, unless they're doing it because either they were either they were contractually obligated to. Or they just was a cash grab? Like, who knows? I mean, we all love Martin Short in this movie, and we love him as an actor, but if you look at his body of work, really, it's Yeah, did you look up great. his filmography? I mean, That's... we got, like, Father of the Bride, Captain love. Ron. Awesome. Love. Yes. Clifford. Great. Mars Attacks. He was in that, I remember. Yeah, but, like, other, you know, The Three Amigos. But other than that, it's mostly TV, and then he does a lot of voice work. Yeah. I mean, he was in a ton of, like, Disney animated films and stuff, so... But as far as like standout movies, like he's never other than Clifford, he's never been like this. Which is a shame that they would like cancel him <laughs> just over Clifford, which is not that bad of a flick. So they probably got him for like twelve dollars. Well, he never got. <laughs> they got him for scale. <laughs> or, 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 or yeah, or like Tim Allen's probably like, hey, he was in this other movie with me. So, so. the total budget, the total budget across all three movies, I've got the uh, the Santa Claus film series on Wikipedia. <laughs> $99 million, $100 million total for these three films. Wow. Huh. So 10 right off the top was the third one. So they did, okay, like maybe $40 million each. Total racked in almost $500 million. That's what they brought in. Even this last one, they literally, you know, they made 10 times the money. Great. But again, $100 million total. Somebody got... That was a lot of money in 2006. That, well, yeah, 2000, oh, that's a lot of money <laughs> in 2006. But, yeah, either Tim Allen is not as worth as much as the average person would think he is or he's literally getting himself, you know, he's he's working for budget. Unless he does own or uh, works with that fighting, what was that, Boxing Cat Films. And if he does, then he gets the, a back end off of there. So. <laughs> well, his, his current net worth is $80 million. Is his current net worth? Well, yeah, because he's done all. He's got two long-running television series and four and, Toy Story and movies. four Toy Story movies. And he's probably getting residuals from all of those, from like at least the Home Improvement. Yeah, definitely like, from the Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. So it kind of frees up where, his time where, to be shitty on on, on Twitter against whereas SJWs and these lib liberals. Martin Short's net worth is twenty-five million. Martin Short's only his <laughs> net worth is as a is a. He's, uh, you would think that 
He came from Second City. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So? He was on SCTV. He should, wow, that's okay. Twenty-five minutes. Amigo, what's what's Catherine O'Hara worth? Probably less, and she's fucking amazing too. Like it's just. It's or the, Eugene. Le- I, yeah, I guess. Why are we in comedy, Eric? <laughs> There's no money in it. <laughs> hey, I, I would love to be worth $25 million. <laughs> That's true. Fuck, That's I'd true. love to be worth $25. I have a, <laughs> Same. I have a dollar. I have $1 in my bank account. $1 oh. and a 50-cent piece in my pocket. So <laughs> I looked it up. She's worth $8 million. She's worth $8 million. See? Catherine O'Hara. She was at Home Alone. And Catherine O'Hara she is fantastic. She was Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight, <laughs> and she's amazing. She's she amazing, amazing on Chit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that show. She's great. She and is it, great. Awesome. And can you can you just? I mean, that's what a great actress she is. That she's the mom in Home Alone, and also the mom on Chit's Creek. And there, you wouldn't know they were the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you didn't know who you were watching, you wouldn't put together that that were they were the same people. That's how good she is. And she's only worth eight, eight million dollars. Million dollars. There's enough people. I'll in- take it. Yeah, right. I Absolutely. Think between the, all the people in this room, I think we know enough people that we could get eight million dollars out of Boise, Idaho, and have. Wow, I'm really just. Could we? Wow. Because let's figure out how to do that then. Because <laughs> and then hey, so did you get Catherine O'Hare? No. <laughs> but there's five of us, so each made almost two million dollars. I'm down. Oh my gosh! So the Santa Claus three. Um, I would probably have never watched it again in the rest of my life if it wasn't for this episode. And looking at it from fresh eyes, I remember seeing it when it first came out, and I thought it was lame as shit. And looking at it now, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff with what Martin Short does. And I love Judge Reinhold's just, oh, golly. A lot of gems in this movie. There is a lot of good little sprinkles on a otherwise kind of, eh lackluster movie i'm glad that like martin short's character was so good yeah because there's just nothing there's not a lot of... he just he looked like he was having fun yeah yeah when, no, does, he, when does he not though look like he's having true. fun and that's, that's have fair. you seen his specials with uh steve martin oh my god yeah. oh, amazing so good amazing so good um steals steals the show every time he's on stage too Makes Steve Martin look like fucking second banana. He does. <laughs> well, Steve Martin's decided to stop doing comedy years ago. He just does it when he has to. Well, still. Yeah. Um, you're going to go out on stage with Martin Short. Fucking bring your A game. You're going to have to. I, you're, bring you're, your you A definitely game. definitely have to. I'm offended at what you guys are saying right now. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second now. Wait a minute. Steve Martin is... Careful. Fantastic. No, no. A troubadour? A troubadour. <laughs> he is. No, Steve Martin is an absolute icon. Sure. There's nothing and he can't do either. He definitely belongs in those top five, you know, 10 to 5 range uh, com- best comedians of all time. His records from back in the day are some of the funniest things that still hold up to this day. Uh, let's get small. Um, and the uh, what was the other one? There was two major wild and ones. crazy guy. Wild and crazy guy. Comedy isn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Are is some of the best, funniest stuff you will ever listen to. Oh, I can yeah. remember when I was a little kid listening to these things, uh, jokes that I still rip off because they're just so funny, <laughs> still to this day. Yeah, just earlier today, and I said I said something to somebody. I went because they've got a certain, as the French say, 
I don't know what. <laughs> Which absolutely a Steve Martin line. Hmm. My, my my favorite thing that I always stole from him was, I want the girl with the head on her shoulders. <laughs> I hate necks. <laughs> so when I walk into a restaurant with her, every head turns. <laughs> Except her. She has no neck. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, no, Steve Martin, I got to see him play. Uh, here in town uh, on a, in a, in a, in a, Ooh, with his banjo, cool. and it was nice. amazing at the uh, Outlaw Field oh, uh, before nice. they stopped doing shows there. And he was miserable the whole time because back that stage used to face the sun. Oh. Because, okay, you're going to have either your talent facing the sun or your entire audience. So he <laughs> made the talent face the sun. So he did the whole show with a uh, a rag on his head. Oh. <laughs> Instead of wearing a hat, or he did this. <laughs> he was miserable as shit, but he did his whole show yeah. and was awesome. Uh, he had a book called uh, Cruel Shoes, which yeah. I, I'm sure it's way out of print and way hard to find, but I read that from cover to cover. That was His poetry was You can probably find ridiculous. it on Amazon. Oh, easily. I'm sure you could. But, um, so, yeah, I going back to the point we were talking about. We to, we, Just we don't to, talk shit about Steve Because we weren't going to talk shit about Steve Martin. I wouldn't qualify. We weren't talking shit about Steve We weren't Steve talking Martin, shit about Steve Martin. You uh, were. So let's go back to... No, we were just saying that he... He, just, he, got he, a little, a, yeah. he got a little outshined by Martin Short on this special. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I do not accept. Not taking anything away from Steve Martin <laughs> and Brett's his body of work. Literally erasing this right now. <laughs> this yeah. episode. I don't want to be... <laughs> So Santa Claus three, uh, again, like I said, I would not have watched it unless this, we did this episode, and I'm kind of glad I did because I, I wouldn't have the opportunity to to reevaluate uh, some of these things. And there's actually some really good stuff that's in this. And um, if nothing else, or if you're saying I'm um, skillful and delicious, is <laughs> 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 wonderful. Uh, before we go, um, I got some fun we're gonna do. But before that, um, real quick, I wanted to go across the table because this is our special uh, Christmas episode. And real, real briefly, I want you guys to uh, I want to hear some of your favorite either Christmas movies or Christmas specials, and what they mean to you. We don't have to be a long. It's not a long dissertation, but when it comes to Christmas time, this time of year. What is it that you guys like to enjoy? Because I know it's not a, there's not a soul out there that sits in with, sits around with their cocoa and their blanket to watch Santa Claus three. <laughs> so if it's not this, I did that last night. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's not this, what are some of the things that you guys enjoy as a holiday season? Jeremiah, I want to start with you. Uh, family, just spending time with with family. Okay. Doing like the white elephant Christmas gift exchange. Is there any kind of uh, specific watchable that you have to you enjoy, you enjoy watching this time of year? I know it's kind of maybe Christmas. cliche because so many people no like go the movie, for it, but Home Alone I think Home Alone mm-hmm. is it a good Christmas movie. Home Alone's a great Christmas movie, and actually I'm a bigger fan of the second one, but understandable. So I don't know. Uh, except for the Orange Stain, it's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a great great movie. I will tell you that uh, you know I enjoyed both of them growing up. I was all about it. Uh, Home Alone 3, one of my personal favorites. Love what? it. So funny. Because they just turned up. For one, it's not a Christmas movie. It takes place after Christmas. And I don't know. They just turn up the violence to such a hilarious way that there's just it's just so funny. And I laugh every time. But um, 
No, Home Alone's great, and I, I'm looking forward to that the, the seeing that episode of the the movies that made us with Home Alone. That'll be the next one that I watch. It's a good episode. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I know you've got some answers for this, Jeff. Oh, I have a lot. I <laughs> bet you. I'll do. try not to go too long. Um, <laughs> so, what's your some of your your must I mean, watch Christmas? I'm I'm pretty cliche too in that my my all time favorite movie, not just Christmas movie, but my all time favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I I when I mean I can tear up just talking about it when George Bailey runs th- runs through Bedford Falls screaming Merry oh, Christmas, Merry Christmas, you're all you know, savings alone. Yeah, and it it is. There is something about that that just. Thank God that whoever found that in the public domain decided to reshow that because we would not it was have a horrible movie because we at the time yeah because <laughs> we would not have that. Well, we wouldn't have had a very merry Muppet movie, merry very Muppet Christmas movie without it. So. Um, yeah, that one. I, I usually watch it when I wrap presents. It's just a thing that nice. I do. Um, uh-huh. And a friend once told me that I reminded him of George Bailey and. That has stuck with me for years because it's the best compliment I've ever had. I don't agree with it, but <laughs> but for someone to say that was really special for me. Nice. Um, and Jimmy Stewart was just, he's just well, so brilliant. you got that wide-eyed optimism, and I, I just find that endearing about you. So. Thank you. I could see um, that analogy for sure. <laughs> uh, the, another cliche one is White Christmas. I usually watch that with my dad, and nice. my mom and I always watch Home Alone. Nice. Um, I, mean, we, I mean, we kind of all watch together, but... That's their favorites, and and then my the other thing that is my Christmas tradition is the album The Muppet Christmas with John Denver. Nice. It is my all time favorite Christmas album. It will be no matter how old I get. I was listening to it last night actually, and it it's the first thing that puts me in the Christmas spirit. Nothing <laughs> will work until I listen to that, and it's silly. And um, I mean, it came out in nineteen seventy seven or something like that, but it's. It's amazing, and nice. it's what makes it Christmas for me. Oh, wonderful. Eric Cole. Um, I like uh, I'm Up at Christmas Carol. It's a great one. Good is one. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, even though in recent years he has become very problematic, uh, I like Fred Claus, although uh, Kevin Spacey is in it, so I don't know if I'm allowed, <laughs> if I'm allowed to still like that movie. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I don't know that it's one of my favorites, but it's I that like was I like the this, story. It was actually on the list of films that I just like the story do. that they told in that one, and I liked yeah. seeing Paul Giamatti play a character who wasn't an asshole. So that was <laughs> I enjoy watching Paul Giamatti do yeah. anything. So. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, Grinch, I like the Grinch, and the animated or the Jim Carrey one. Both, cool. Both, I like the. I can't cancel that again because Jim. <laughs> Ca- I mean, Jim Carrey is just amazing. But um, the last few years, I've just kind of been uh, just enjoying watching my son enjoy christmas which is nice uh nice. it's because he's he's still five he's five so mm-hmm. he's still really like in like believes wholeheartedly in santa claus and all and all this other kind of stuff so i've been enjoying like talking to him about stuff like that and going back and watching all these other christmas movies like we watched home alone recently we've just we watched the first two santa claus movies um so yeah, that that's been my favorite part of Christmas the last few years is nice. being able to enjoy it with my my little man. Nice, Brett. What are your some of your Christmas must must enjoys? You might not watch it every year, but Die Hard, Die Hard, <laughs> the Star Wars, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. That was a legit thing that you. That's legit what you watch every year. Huh? Yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins. Um, Great Christmas. Recent movie. one has been Krampus. I love Krampus. That's a, awesome. Um, that was delightfully silly. I liked that one. 
I like drinking hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> like getting a big old mug of hot cocoa. Just a suggestion <laughs> of vanilla? Yes. <laughs> Just a suggestion of schnapps. <laughs> I love the way my mustache feels after it's been caked in whipped cream for 45 minutes. <laughs> I, actually have, I actually have one other thing that I watch every year, and you guys are going to think it's really dumb, but, <laughs> but I love the Very Brady Christmas. Uh, and oh, I watch it every great. year and I sob like a baby every time Mike Brady is trapped in the mine and they sing together. <laughs> <laughs> what song do they sing? Uh Oh Come All You Faithful. Because because in the, mine. <laughs> the the Brady Christmas episode when the show was on the air, uh Carol Brady was supposed to sing that at church and she lost her voice and then Cindy asked Santa to give her mom her voice back for Christmas oh, and she got it back gosh. and she sang Oh Come All You Faithful. So that's what they sing when Mike Brady is trapped Mike in Brady a mine. Mike Brady is trapped in a mine. I, you like that because again that's the most potter thing that could ever happen. <laughs> you get stuck in a mine on Christmas. Well it might not have been a mine. I think it was like a building but knowing it what I know like about mine. you, yep, that's exactly what would have happened to you. And then they rescue him and he comes out and it's beautiful and you have like the I weirdest ass luck for things. Like, and that's why we you have no connect idea. so well. <laughs> so I, I go ahead. You went. Uh, so well, I, I was gonna say like that's why the I like the Muppet Christmas Carol so much too. Is like all the songs in that are like all original. Like come on, mm-hmm. Marley and Marley. Oh my god, so <laughs> amazing, <laughs> fantastic. I am bringing a different Muppet thing to the table. Okay, uh, for one, uh, I mentioned a second, a very merry Muppet Christmas. It's a good one. Which was a made-for-TV movie, which mm-hmm. is basically a wonderful life, mm-hmm. but Kermit. Mm-hmm. And Kermit is an absolute asshole in this movie. Absolutely love it. Because um, nice. you know it, he's got that bubbling right under the surface. Yeah. Kermit. Well, like, everybody's recent, constantly bothering him. I love him. that in recent years. Like, he's 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 so pissed. His life in the, on the Muppets, like, office show that he had. He yep. was a dick in it. Yeah. In Very Merry Muppet Christmas, he is. Even in kind of, like, the Muppets and the Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, they're still just like he's he's just jaded with years of dealing with these shits. Yeah, because and they don't do any they can't do anything without him. No, they can't. And that was the whole point of the second movie. It's like we're fucking lost without you, and you have to take care of us forever. <laughs> it is your so burden. He's, he is right. Yeah. So he's legit. You remember so, when he when he yelled at everybody outside the restaurant in Muppets Take Manhattan? Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah, that's when he broke down, and he never got over that. <laughs> no. he never. He had to go on and do like Wizard of Oz and all this other bullshit. And he was just like, no, I'm Muppets done. from Space. Muppets from Space. <laughs> and he was just was over it. Like over so A Very Merry Muppet Christmas is great. There's another one called A Muppet Family Reunion. Have you seen this? I'm pretty sure so. I have. You probably have. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I have. Y'all need to check this out. <laughs> and if you can find the original unedited version from TV, holy crap. This movie is fantastic. Okay. It opens up. Is it on Disney Plus? No. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but they own the Muppets. Cr- they own the Muppets, but criminally, there's a lot on there. Like the Muppet the Muppet Show is not on there. Yet. There's a lot of Muppet good, stuff that's but it's, not on there. Yeah, there's criminally and uh, missing stuff. Yeah. So, um, so this is one of the ones that I have to catch just about every uh, every, every couple of years. Um, uh, a Muppet Family Reunion. And you guys will just shit. So the movie starts with uh, they're in a... Uh, Kind of like a kind of like the Studebaker, but they're in like a big Muppet truck because we're all gonna have a Muppet party. <laughs> they're driving to Fozzie Bear's mom's house. Oh man! Yes, and they're talking there, and uh, Kermit's like, "Your mom's gonna be upset that we're all showing up." It's like, "Oh no, she's great. If I know my mom, she's sitting there next to the rocker doing her knitting." 
<laughs> missing her family, just waiting. You know, there's a fire in the fireplace, just having a nice, quiet evening. Cut to uh, Fozzie's mom's house in her in her house. She kicks. <laughs> she's walking out the door. She's dressed like she's going to Hawaii because <laughs> she is. She's going on vacation. She's so excited. Three weeks in Waikiki. I can't wait. She's getting ready to walk out the door until the Muppets show up and completely like out, you know, destroy the thing. But here's the kicker. Okay, the person that's watching the house for her. You know, you hear a knock on the door. Oh, there's my house sitter. Open the door. It's Doc and Sprocket standing at the door. It's like, yeah, we rented this house for holiday because me and Sprocket wouldn't have a nice, quiet Christmas. I will tell you that if I had a dog like Sprocket, yeah, guys, I'm going to have a nice, quiet with my dog. So Doc is there. And uh, then the Muppets show up. and He's pissed. And now all these Muppets are here. That he, Okay, he sticks around to help. Um, so they're dealing with all these people where we're going to put them. All of a sudden you hear, oh, I think there's carolers. And they open the door and it's the Sesame Street gang sitting outside <laughs> singing Christmas carols. Nice. So they come in for the holiday. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And um, what kind of relationship does Fozzie have with his mother that he didn't know? Is it, like <laughs> it my, was a surprise. Like, like I'm going to surprise my mom for Christmas. Right, but either way, like my my mother can't go to Winco without telling me what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, it was a surprise. Like how does well, I mean, how did she didn't... not tell him? Like, yeah. oh, Fozzie, by the way, I'm going to Hawaii yeah. for three weeks just in case you needed anything. I'm yeah. not going to be around. It's, yeah, it it um it, fucking it, bears, it just, man. Yeah, and if you can find the unedited version, like there's a ridiculous thing. Uh, uh, Floyd comes down from the basement and says, hey, me and Animal were up in the basement because, of course, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they find uh, they find an old film strip of the Muppets when they were babies. Get right out of town. Yeah. And not only are they not animated, it's live-action Muppet babies singing like from the Muppets Take Manhattan. Ah. They were live-action before they were animated. So now you have the Muppet babies. You've got the Sesame Street gang. You've got... Um, there's a scene with um, there's a there's a delightful ass scene with the Swedish chef and Big Bird in the kitchen talking, and because um, uh, like Camilla's like has got a new boyfriend who's a turkey, yeah, whoa, because yeah, yeah, the Swedish <laughs> chef stepping out on Swedish, <laughs> and the Swedish chef like invited him for the holiday for Christmas because he was gonna cook them. Yeah, he's like, yeah, some Swedish guy invited me. It's gonna be great, right? And so there's a scene, there's all this, I mean, there's a moment in uh, the kitchen with Robin and Kermit, and Robin's looking at this thing on the wall, and Kermit, and Robin goes, hey, Uncle Kermit, isn't that a fraggle hole? <laughs> like, yeah, it is. let's go down there. So they go visit the Fraggles. <laughs> so you've got the Fraggles in this thing, too. So wait, Fozzie's mom's house is has connected a, to the Fraggle Has a Fraggle house. hole. Yeah, Fra crazy. Fozzie's mom's farmhouse has a Fraggle hole. That's nice. There's a couple... <laughs> Other kind of like surprises in this film. I'm not going to spoil it for you because you have to check this out. Uh, the Muppet Family Reunion is freaking ridiculous. They were they put it on lay they put it on a DVD a few years ago, but they cut out some scenes. There's a there's a, a scene with Fozzie having like a stand up comedy pun off with a snowman outside. Um, <laughs> they cut out from the DVD release. They cut out the Muppet Baby scene. I don't know if it was licensing or just time, but mm. to see all these characters interact. Uh, is absolutely fantastic. So not to make this a Muppet episode, but definitely check out 
Muppet Family Vacation. I bet it's on YouTube. <laughs> Muppet Family Vacation. I bet That'd the original awesome. yeah. on Muppet YouTube. Family Reunion is yeah. The original should be on there because we yeah. we recorded mm-hmm. off TV, so we had mm-hmm. the commercials and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the awesome. only the only time I've seen all the Muppets interact with each other is the wedding scene in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, the wedding scene, and then yeah. Sadly, can, can we start? Yeah, no, exactly. we can't. We can't start till they get here. And you got to remember, this is pre Elmo. Oh, uh, pre Elmo. So this is great. Yeah, those were good times. Yeah, those were happy times. <laughs> yeah, follow that bird is watchable because it's Elmo. Just okay, bye, and that's the last. You, that's the only time you see him. So yeah, for me, it's it's Muppet Family Reunion, and then of course you know Christmas Vacation is great. But, yes. Um, that and then Stephen Colbert's greatest gift of all Christmas special. And that was kind of what I modeled this episode over. So if you haven't seen that, you got to check that out. Too. Okay. Um, so with that, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Merry Glad Christmas. And we wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Christmas special without doing a New Year's Eve countdown. Because those are the funniest things ever. If you ever watch a New Year's Eve countdown on Netflix, have you guys found those on there yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you found those? The New Year's Eve countdowns? No, but that's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious because <laughs> they have all their properties that they own and they've, they've like what animate them to do a New Year's Eve countdown for the sole purpose of dicking with your kids on New Year's Eve. Uh, Fun fact I did this to my oldest son, Miles, one year. We did a New Year's <laughs> Eve countdown at like 8 30 because we pulled it up on net and sent him to bed. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's, That's fantastic. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, New Year's resolutions, Jeremiah, real quick. What's your New Year's re- resolution? Uh, work less. Work less. <laughs> Says the guy that wants right? to get a new yeah, job. No. It is yeah. <laughs> work less. Great. Jen, New Year's resolution. Audition more. Audition more. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Eric Cole. I don't generally make New Year's resolutions. Um, it's okay. My I, resolution is to make more. I'm <laughs> live another year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna try to not die, and uh, I don't know. Just kind of try to enjoy life. Worry less. More. Worry less. Worry yeah, less. sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. Brett, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Read more. Read more. I know of a really good podcast on the Eavesdrop Network about oh. reading, so oh. maybe maybe check that out. <laughs> People uh, still do that. <laughs> uh, I want to direct something. I said, of twenty-five years of, of theater experience, I've never directed anything, so I want to direct something. Cast me. I don't care. Uh, well, I was hoping to do a TVA scene. Maybe that'd be a good. Absolutely, that would be a good training wheel uh, scene. You'd have to just, audition for it, though. Yeah, you have to audition. Keeping with your resolution. I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> and then uh, the the be kind rewind live variety show. I think will be that's my oh, my yes right resolution. So you guys, we're gonna count this off ten to one. Okay, so if you're listening to this at home, you want to hit play at uh, five fifty nine. Now, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year, everybody! Woo! 2020! Oh, here's to a better year. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Eric Cole, Jen Potter. Thank you so much, uh, Jeremiah Campbell. Uh, it was a, I can't, I'm so happy that you were here. Uh, Brett Patostain, thank Ayo. you so much. Um, 2019, uh, one of the highlights of that year was, of this year, was to 
this opportunity, and I want to thank you personally oh, for that. Oh, hell yes. Uh, thank you, Brett. Uh, th thank you so much. Um, you've given my life purpose. Oh, uh, beyond you like mean not your not your two and, children and, 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 and stuff. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, no, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We love you so much. Uh, check out um, the holiday movies that we talked about. Um, if you want to do Santa Claus three, go for it. Um, love you. We will see you next. See you next year. Um, we already have some some good uh, guests lined up. Uh, some fun things. Um, it's going to be a spiritual season two of the Be Kind Rewind. And thank you so much, I guess. Thank and you for having us. Yeah, Merry thank Christmas. You. Thank you. Glad tidings. And we'll see you next time. Everybody. Bye. Yeah.